Welcome to the Kupalithis Podcast. Game over. Welcome to episode number five. I am Nick Kupalithis, your host, and it is my privilege to be speaking with you today. In a few moments, I'm going to ask you a question, give you a Chinese proverb, and then tell you a story. But before I do that, I want to give a great shout out to everyone who has so supported this podcast. Your feedback and your encouragement has been overwhelming, and I want to thank you so much. This last week, a friend of mine named Rob, you know who you are, as we were talking, he said, I appreciate the podcast, and he said he really enjoyed listening to episode number two, which was our Christmas edition about stories that happened in history on or around Christmas Day. So I want to thank you for that feedback. Thank you for you. Thank you for that encouragement. And if you have feedback and you would like to write in, that would be great. You can write me at kupalithis at gmail.com and you can actually um, suggest a show or a compliment or something, whatever you want to put in that, that will come right to me. I would love to hear from you. All right, let's get started. All right, let me ask you this question. Simply like this. Well, did you? That's my question. Oh, the, the groundbreaking question. Well, did you? Did you what? Did I what, Nick? Did you start? And so this month we have been talking on our different episodes about burning the resolution, not, not just having a frivolous revolution, resolution, but actually having a focus that guides you this year and knowing what your priorities are. So let me ask you this. Well, did you? Did you start? Did you take the first step? Did you take the time? And if you haven't taken the time to list out your priorities, list out your goals, list out those things that you're going to be pursuing this year. I just want to say, stop what you're doing. Well, you don't have to do it to stop at this moment, but find some time and sit down. It, it might only take 20 or 30 minutes and write down your priorities, write down what you're going to be focusing on. Be intentional about pursuing what God has called you to pursue. Be intentional about pursuing those things that are in your heart. Now, maybe you've started. You've started and you're already kind of frustrated. Well, let me give you this great Chinese proverb. Roughly translated is do not be afraid of growing slowly. Be afraid only of standing still. Listen, the Chinese are awesome. Great food and great proverbs. Do not be afraid of growing slowly. Be afraid only of standing still. Why? Because standing still, you're not going anywhere. Standing still is that you're just a commentator on everybody else's stuff. Standing still is that you're an expert in nothing. Standing still is that you can't get the experience that you really need. Standing still, you'll never accomplish the goals that you desire to accomplish. So be afraid only of standing still. Do not be afraid of growing slowly. Don't be afraid that it's going to take time. That if you've, if you've taken your time to take the first step, what's the first step? You've decided what your focus is going to be this year. You decided what your priorities are, what your goals are, that you're pursuing them, and you're going to accomplish something great. Well, don't be afraid of growing slowly because growing slowly is better than not growing at all. Actually, let me say this. Celebrate 
your first step. Celebrate your little baby step. Any parent who's had a kid has watched that kid most of the time, right? They crawl on their bellies for a little while, and then they begin to pull themselves up, maybe on a baby gate or on a chair or on a sofa. And over time, what do they do? They begin to walk around holding on to that object, and then sooner or later, they let go and they take a first step. And what do the parents do? They go, oh, that's awesome. Wow, the baby took the first step. That's great. Now, what does a parent not do? The parent doesn't look at that kid and go, well, I've taken 8,432 steps in my lifetime. Why are we going to celebrate that one baby step? No. Why? Because that first step is a milestone. Celebrate your first steps. Celebrate as you begin something new. Celebrate that you have another focus. Don't let somebody else poo-poo on it, all right? And know this, it's going to take time. And so in, in that time, when you are cultivating these new habits, you're cultivating new mindsets, you're cultivating new things in your life, keep moving forward. Know that when you plant a seed, most of the growth that is so important and vital over to the overall success of that plant happens below the surface, out of sight, out of mind. So even in that stage where you're trying to figure out things, listen, keep moving forward. Keep taking steps. Just like that baby, that baby's going to fall down, but next time it, not, it might take two steps. Next time it might take three steps. Just keep moving forward and don't allow fear to speak to you and whisper to you in your ear. You know what fear does? Fear speaks lies. And those lies try to paralyze you from going forward. Here's the acronym for fear. False evidence appearing real. That's what fear is. False evidence appearing real. I'd say usually it's emotion-based, it's feeling-based, it's not reality-based. And so a lot of times when you're stepping out and you're growing, you feel fear. It's like that seed is planted underneath the soil, out of sight, out of mind. And what's fear say? It's not growing. Nothing's happening. But how many know that when you've planted that seed and when you have the right focus and when you're taking that step, there is growth there. Now, you need to know the difference between wisdom and fear. Just because somebody comes and gives you something negative, maybe negative feedback or constructive criticism, um, you know what? That's not always fear-based. It's not always something that's bad. Sometimes it's wisdom. We need people to be able to speak into our lives and uh, just a little simple way of telling the difference between something that's fear-based and something that's wisdom-based. Wisdom-based, that will shape you. Fear will shank you. Yeah, I said shank. That's a prison term. Never been in prison, but what's a shank? It's when somebody makes some kind of crude little instrument and tries to stab you and kill you. That's what fear does. Fear's goal is ultimately to kill you. Wisdom's goal is ultimately to shape you. So in a moment, I want to tell you a story, a personal story, about how I overcame one of my fears. All right, after the break. Are you enjoying this episode? Are you enjoying this podcast? I really hope that you are. Listen, we're at the beginning of our journey together, and I want to thank every single one of you for supporting this channel, supporting what we're doing. And if you would like to give financially, you can give a tax-deductible donation at thecoopalethispodcast.com. 
That's the Kupalithispodcast.com, and that is tax deductible. Also, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at kupalithis at gmail.com. All right, thank you so much. Let's get back to the regular programming. I'm going to tell you this story, but before I tell you the topic, I just want to say, don't judge me. Don't judge me for what I'm about to tell you. I want to tell you the story about how I overcame my fear of handling snakes. Now, you might say to me, can't you tell me some like life goal achievement? Can't you tell me about something else that is big and broad? I think this story is going to illustrate what we're talking about. Overcoming your fear, taking the right step, accomplishing your goals. You're, you're going to see it in a moment. Now, as a preacher, a lot of times people come up to me, not a lot of times, but once in a while, somebody will come up to me and say, do you handle snakes in your services? No, I'm never going to do that. I never want to do that. That's bad theology. And people who handle snakes in their services as part of some kind of like sacred whatever, that's just weird and idiocy. Okay. So that's my whole like soapbox on that. All right. Here's the story. Okay. Let's go back in time. All right. So when I was young, I think maybe like late childhood, early teenagehood, somewhere in there, I wanted to own a snake. So I went to my mother and I said, I said, I want to own a snake. And for some reason she was sympathetic to the cause. And I think actually she was sympathetic to the cause because when she was a kid, she had snakes. So she had, I think, I think she had a couple like boa constrictors and a python. And just maybe there's a story about people smuggling those snakes from Africa to America. And so she was sympathetic to the cause. And she said, well, if you're going to have a snake, you have to see how it's fed. Let's go to a pet shop. So we decided to go to a pet shop one day. And I, and I vaguely remember this whole thing. She told me later the story as well, but I, I remember standing in like a basement watching this happen. And so there was this big old like boa constrictor and the pet shop owners, they came out with a live like rat or snake or rat or snake, rat or mouse. And they took that live rat or mouse and they beat it on the stairs, killing it or at least knocking it out, maybe killing it, and then fed it to the snake. So as a young guy, I think I was absolutely traumatized by watching that. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I would have to do that. Oh, I, th I think I could do that. But there was something in me that was definitely like, this is not for me. So the snake never happened. The closest I ever came to having a snake was that I had a snake head fish. True story. Well, fast forward a couple years. It's time transition music. <laughs> All right, so... A few years later, I'm in college. I'm like 18, 19, 20 years old. And I lived in the men's dorms of the college that I went to. Across from the men's dorms was the, the women's dorms. And between these two buildings was a fountain that didn't work. There was no water in it. It was dry. And it was, it was made of brick. And it was just this empty thing that never got fixed. But it was in this kind of this courtyard area where my friends and I, we would hang out. And so one day... There we are. We are hanging out around this broken fountain, and somebody looks in and sees that there is a black snake on the, on the inside of this fountain and can't get out. So what do we all do? What do I do? I'm afraid. I'm not going to grab this snake. I'm not going to move it. So what do we all do? We grab sticks, and we begin to poke this thing and get it mad, okay? And that's about the extent of what I could have done, and then... This happened. 
like a hero rescuing in the night. It was the middle of the day. But like a hero rescuing in the night, we looked up and we saw the legend, Tim, Tim Klein, 5'9", 2% body fat, known as a wild man, sleeping up in the top of trees, hunting deer and taking them down with just his hands and bowie knife, and other feats of strength and wildness. There he was, the legend, Tim, Tim Klein, coming through the crowd like Moses coming through the Red Sea, standing at that broken fountain, looking down at the snake, the snake looking up at him, and then Tim Klein doing what none of us would have done, grabbed the snake, wrapped it around his neck, and walked off. You're so cool. Seriously, that is exactly what he did. I thought, man, I want to be able to hold a snake like that. That was awesome. All right, so let's fast forward another 12, 13, 14, 15 years later. So I'm standing in my yard in Northern Virginia, and I look over and I see in this tree this black snake slithering through the branches. And so I'm like, you know what? This is my day. This is my day. I'm going to overcome this fear. I had a glove on my right hand, I think, and I did what anybody else would do. I went and I grabbed a stick and I knocked this snake out of the tree and I finagled it and I was like, this is my day. I'm going to overcome my fear. Because listen, no matter what that fear is, no matter what that thing that's holding you back, if you want to go forward, you're going to have to figure out how to take a step. And this was my step to catch and hold a snake. And so I grabbed that snake by the neck and I held that snake. It was the first snake I had ever caught by myself and held by myself. And I was so proud. But the story doesn't end there. And that's the thing. A lot of the things that you think that you're training for or trying to achieve are not just for you. I believe many times what happens is that they set you up for other successes in your life. So let's fast forward one more time a few years. So a few years later, my daughter is part of a dance troupe, and the dance troupe included in one of their performances a very special dance, which was a father-daughter dance. So a bunch of us dads got to dance with our daughters on stage. Awesome. I would do it any day of the week. Now, we were in a legit venue as well, Franklin Arts Performing Center. It's a local place. It's a beautiful spot. And we were all ready to start this program. It was like five minutes to the beginning. The dads were staged right behind the curtain. The daughters were staged left behind the curtain. We were separated. We were all just waiting. And at that moment, a giant black snake, I am not lying to you, it was a giant black snake fell from the rafters onto the stage and began slithering. Okay, at that moment, it was like the Avengers assembling. The dads rallied. Nobody told them anything. They rushed the stage and surrounded this monstrous beast. One dad ran off and grabbed a garbage can to put the snake in. Another dad ran off and grabbed a board to pin him down. But there we were at a stalemate, the snake in the midst of all of these men. Now, 
I want to remind you, we were about to start a performance. So there was a crowd. There was people sitting in the chairs watching this, watching this performance. I leaned over to the man in front of me and I said, take your coat off. I thought we could throw the coat on the snake. He didn't move. And there we were in a Texas standoff in the middle of Virginia. Us, the men, the band of brothers surrounding this monstrous beast. So we gathered. The man with the board came and pinned the snake down. The man with the garbage can came over and here was my opportunity. Here was my moment. My whole life leading up to this moment, I crouched down and I reached out and grabbed the head of the snake and picked him up and threw him in to the garbage can. The man with the garbage can ushered the snake out. I don't know what happened to the man with the board, but soon we were all back to our respective places. The dad's on one side of the stage, the daughter's on the other, and the drama was over. Now, I shared that little story, little antidotal story for you, because I want you to know that you can take steps in the right direction. You can overcome fear. And yes, while holding a snake is maybe and probably not what you want to do, listen, there's going to be fear involved in achieving those goals that you've set forth. And so I want to encourage you, you can overcome. And when you do overcome, it's not going to be just for what you think it's going to be. There's a way that God uses things for his glory and his purpose on a stage that is much bigger than you can even imagine. So don't be frustrated by growing slowly. Remember the Chinese proverb. Do not be afraid of growing slowly. Be afraid only of standing still. Till next time, this is Nick Hupolithis. Love you. God bless you. I'm out.